This is a HeadGum Original. Welcome back to Buckets. It's been about, I don't know, five weeks. So why don't we check in on hashtag this league with Billy Scafuri. You're getting bucket buckets. Congratulations, Indiana Pacers, on winning the in-season NBA tournament. Yeah, right. What? Yeah, right. Did I miss something? The Lakers not only won the in-season tournament, they won our hearts. They're America's team again. Yeah, saw that coming as soon as uh, we got the the goggles, (laughs) we got the champagne. And honestly, we deserve the parade as a makeup to the parade we never got. That's fun. What would the IST parade, where would that be held? It couldn't be held like in City Square. (laughs) I think the fans would have to sort of force it to make it happen. Like everyone meet here tonight and then Mm. like greet the team coming back from Vegas. Yeah, we played basketball on Sunday, which correct me if I'm wrong, was the day after. You guys won? Yeah, yeah. Saturday night we won. Sunday we played. Monday is today. And so somebody, I don't remember who, said to you, like, congratulations, you must have been out partying all night last night. And you just off the cuff said, yes, I flipped the cop car. (laughs) (laughs) I love the idea of, like, not a celebration, but you had to find a cop car and just Just flip it. Just by myself. It wasn't a celebration. I just went outside and flipped a cop car. I'm in a lot of trouble, actually. Are people still flipping cop cars, like, after their team wins, like, like March Madness. It just doesn't seem like our burning mattresses. Is that still happening? Yeah, I think it depends on the team. Like if it's the Philadelphia Eagles, it'll happen. Yes, right. <laughs> if it's the Butler Bulldogs, maybe not. Right, right, right. Okay, so it's a riot-based question. It's a city-based question. Yeah. Um, yeah, what, did you watch the games? You know, I have like such a... I was like reflecting on the in-season tournament today on, on my drive, and... I like, don't know how I necessarily feel about it. It was cool at times. Like yeah. the Pacers Celtics game was a very fun watch. It was just like a really dialed up basketball game. But yeah. if you told me that we didn't have an in-season tournament ever again, I wouldn't be like, damn, I'm going to miss it. Yeah, it was fine and it was good, but it was better than nothing, I think. Because like usually November basketball is kind of the doldrum slash dead period before Christmas. So it felt like anything above that is kind of cool. But I'm still in like the, ooh, NBA is back, like mindset right now. Right. Like I think that it ha- it happening in the first 20 games or so, like I still had the, there was still a little bit of like new shine on the season for me. So like when it was like teams were three and two and suddenly their courts looked like Kool-Aid, it was like, <laughs> all right, hold on, slow down. We don't have to go so fast, you right. know? Maybe the in-season tournament should be a mid-season tournament, like January, February. I think that's closer to when I start checking out and teams start tanking a little bit more. You know, it's like, would that be an improvement? Like, were there any things that when you were watching, you're like, this is one way that this could be improved? I like some of the courts, but I don't think I like the full red courts. Yeah. The red courts were just like too bright and took away from the basketball. I kind of would be fine with the courts remaining wood color, but the center logo kind of having the city edition kind of like special logo for it or something. Yeah. Like that. Well, the strip yeah. down the middle was kind of cool. Like I kind of like that on like the Lakers court or like mm-hmm. a magic where it was like a blue strip and then everything else kind of looked natural. Yeah. I didn't necessarily need a full orange or blue or green or, or red court. You think that's like purely to make a splash and to like make people know this is an in season tournament yes. game. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. like it was, it didn't like look great. It did like make it distinct, but it, it didn't look unique. great. Yeah, right. it was uniqueness, which is what they were going for. And then the semifinals were, I guess, appointment television because it yeah. was like, the only two games on. Yeah, 
and then there was regular games, and then it was the only game on on Saturday, and then there was no games on on Sunday. It was kind of weird to be like that. That was you guys another one. Let's party, champagne. Also, you have the Mavericks on Tuesday. I know, right? It's really funny, <laughs> but it, like it, it, that also kind of made me feel like we have to take two days off of NBA basketball because of these like pseudo special games happening, which like weren't that special for us, the fans. You know? Yeah, I guess I was in it a little more because I was a Laker fan. If it was right. like, I don't know. Um, Phoenix versus Memphis, I would be right. like, okay, I don't really care about this anymore. And, like, the semis were really fun, but, like, two very distinctly different games. Like, the Pacers-Celtics was, like, appointment television, you know, like, high scoring, really tight. And Pacers then Bucks, the... Oh, excuse me, Pacers-Bucks, right. Yeah. And then even the Pacers-Celtics was a great watch, too. Yeah. And then the... it was What was it? Oh, the Pels. The yeah. Pels and the Lakers. It was, like, the game was over on the tip. <laughs> like, yikes. <laughs> It was like LeBron really, really wanting to win against a kind of out of shape Zion Williamson, who's just happy to be there, kind of. I mean, he's a really polarizing player. Like, Charles Barkley is, like, pretty done with it. He, like, needs to see this kid improve. Yeah. He said that he could be the best player in the NBA. I don't buy it. Well, last year he was in shape, and he was, like, he had this, like, few-month stretch where he was, like, leading the league in, like, field goal percentage. Right. Averaging like 27 and whatever. And yeah. he was like carrying the Pelicans. And we're like, oh, wow, this could be like an awesome one-two thing with Ingram. Right. And we thought he like put it together. And now he's like backslid again into a, a larger, slower version of Zion Williamson. And the scary part is now he's healthy. Like he, we yeah, always had the like excuse? the excuse <laughs> like last time where it's like, well, he wasn't healthy. So, of course, he was a little slow and dragging. It's like, well, now he's perfectly healthy and he still is a little slow and drag. <laughs> yeah. Well, you yeah. see somebody posted like uh, Duke Zion highlights on Twitter mm-hmm. and you're like, "Oh my god. That guy was so fast and literally jumped over people and like was blocking threes from the key." Right. He does not do <laughs> two-thirds of what you just said <laughs> anymore. Right. Like the blocks from the key, that's yeah. no lo- that's not there anymore. He can't jump very high anymore, it seems. No, that's what it seems like and that was his superpower. It's yeah. like if Superman can't fly and Superman just has to jog to yeah. try and save, stop a crime. It's like he's not super. Yeah, anymore. Especially because he's only 20, like, four right now, 25. This should yeah. still be entering the prime of his career, not over the hill. Yeah. And I mean, on the complete opposite polar end of that is LeBron, who should be on the opposite end dude. of his prime. And he's, like, still sort of a top seven NBA player. Yes. I mean, it's... I mean, it is like everybody wants to hate the Lakers a little bit, just for all the obvious reasons. But mm-hmm. it is so unbelievable who LeBron James still is. And then he flew the next day to see his son play basketball. Like, he part even party. He doesn't even get hung over. It's like, come <laughs> on, man. Be human. He's not human. It's weird. Yeah. It's, it's not anything like you can point to a play and be like, look at this awesome thing he did. Like he mm-hmm. was in like 2011. It's mm-hmm. just like, this is 21 straight years of him being really, really good. It's like yes. less instantly splashy, but probably more insane just because of the way no other player has ever done this for this long. And like, I think you and I have talked about it, but there's like the theory that, you know, like good players can have great games, but great players will always have a consistently great, like week, month, season. Mm -hmm. LeBron's had a consistently great 21 years, which is just, (laughs) it's it's absurd. It really is. And like, you even pointed me to the clip of him talking to AD, uh, where he was like, how to basketball IQ of it all. And it's just like he, when his body fails him, his mind is still going to be exceptionally sharper than everyone else. Like him trying to like teach AD how to create space in such a highly coachable way that AD could just immediately put it into practice. 
Yeah. What was it like? Hit him with your body to like minimize his size and then you can go over him type of thing? Yeah, like don't go around him. He's a shot blocker. Hit him with the chest and then step over and shoot it like above him. And he did that the next play. On next Miles possession. Center. Yeah, it, and it worked. Because like coaches can know what to say, but how to convey it to the teammates and the players is like a completely different thing. And just witnessing that one clip, it's like, the guy's excellent. He's yeah. so excellent. It's unbelievable. <laughs> you know? It's well, really cool. Whatever he's lost in athleticism, he's gained in like intelligence. Right. So now it's like gotten to the point where he's, um, I don't know, like in year 21 of being a top 10 NBA player, mm -hmm. which like, you know, if you're elite, you do that three, four, five four, times. You have your window. Career. Right. Yeah. Right. Eight if you're like special. 12 is unprecedented. This is over 20. And like, is he, is it going to slow down ever? Like what is, I don't understand what he's doing and why it would slow down because he's about to be 39. Yeah. He's playing since he was 18. Yeah. And he's still dribbling around through and uh, into 25 year olds who are, he looks 25 the half the time. Yeah. <laughs> and I also give him credit. This is LeBron James that he hasn't like gone the way of Tom Brady where it's like, I do cryogenic chambers. I do this like ultra diet. I do all these kinds of things. It's like he yells taco Tuesday and like promotes wine and tequila. It's like you, whatever God bestowed you with, like lucky you, man. He's maximizing it. Well, he does do a lot of like, I spend a million dollars a year on my body. Okay. And he does like, I'm in a recovery chamber right now. And like, he's wearing those like, Oh, and he talks know, about like, that kind of stuff. Like uh, those sweats that also, I don't know what they do, like a recovery right. sleeve or whatever. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's not as insane as like, I'm developing my own proprietary cryo right. vitamins that you have to take in Antarctica to increase longevity. But it is unprecedented. It is crazy. And it's hard to wrap your head around because it's just been so consistent that you just grow numb to it the fact that he's still doing this at age that's whatever. it that's it yeah and he won the championship like you can't like they were definitely the best team in the finals in the semifinal like it was just great like it's pretty good good you time to be it, a lakers fan you mean he won the in-season tournament yeah 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 are we calling that is the word championship given to that or is that just like that you won the tournament yeah i think they won the tournament for sure they can't they, call that they a hoisted championship. the nba cup at Got one it. point there was a cup being lifted <laughs> i mean in middle school those were my soccer tournaments every week you well, played in a tournament like a you fucking, won the tournament and you got a cup like a medal or something like uh, <laughs> i don't know what the heck that was like people were wearing like gold medals around their neck for whatever reason and we think the 500k was direct deposit or do you think they all got like those big like Big I'd love checks. to find out. Yeah, is yeah. it like a bonus, like a Christmas bonus? Sometimes you get like an extra large paycheck, or is mm -hmm. it like, hey, have fun in Vegas tonight. Here's five hundred thousand dollars. Hey, have Cash. fun in Vegas tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Just like dad giving out tens to his kids. Yeah, it's probably sad when it arrives as like two hundred twelve thousand dollars because of taxes. Tax. <laughs> right. Fucking taxes ruining my five hundred k bonus. I mean, teams like the Pistons deserve $500,000. Like it, should... <laughs> it should go the other way. Yeah, it's just like, hey, we know you're having a rough time, so here's $500,000. Right. Let's talk about the opposite end of the spectrum. We're talking about teams that have been doing great. The Pacers, yeah. the Lakers, yeah. right. hot squads. Um, there's some bad teams out there. There's three teams that haven't won in about a month or two. It seems like there was some stat where it's like Washington, San Antonio, and Detroit are one in 48 mm. in their last like mm. like combined 48 games. And you know who's like smirking on the sidelines is the Bulls because they were one bad bounce away <laughs> from sitting on that loser bench with those three teams. And then they turned it, turned it all around. And why? Because their $50 man can't play for a month. $50 million man. That's what I said. Yeah, $50 million <laughs> man. It's crazy. Oh, did I say $50 man? Because yeah, that's yeah. kind of what their record. 
<laughs> uh, yeah, uh, Zach Levine goes down and the Bulls take off. And in, like, there's a, it's, you can like see it when they played the Spurs. They played the Spurs right before the finals of the in-season tournament or something like that. And yeah. it was one of those things where it's like, oh, these are two bad teams. The Bulls were the better team. Like the Spurs had a couple of really nice like spurts, but like the Bulls were better than bad. And I was yes. like, okay. The okay. best bad team is the Chicago Bulls. Yeah. Have you seen a lot of Washington, Detroit, and San Antonio this year? You know, you'd think I would have watched more San Antonio at this point because of Wemby, but not really. I've watched mostly Wizards out of those three because I picked them as my over in the over-under draft, <laughs> which, man, <laughs> like, you tell yourself 23 wins is inevitable, yeah. and then they start the season 3-18, and 18, and you're like, hmm. <laughs> Maybe they'll only win four. And they're going to trade Kuzma, and they're going to trade Gafford. Yeah, this or is who, them you know. before tanking. Yes, right. This is the best version of themselves. Yeah trying to win games so they're obviously (laughs) sellers i haven't really watched much of the pistons but i have one like we've bet on the other team or something like that but could the pistons possibly be sellers like they all they do is have number one draft picks you know they do they have bogdanovich boy yeah Yeah. Uh, and they have alec burks who's pretty good too those guys are always traded at the trade deadline for whatever team they're on those two guys always seem to be flirted with trades the funny part about the Pistons is that I wanted their over, and I forget who took it. Maybe Zeus took them right before me. And I'm like, ah, oh, Detroit. They're under last year, and they just shut down Cade. So I'm like, all right, Cade is back, plus another year, plus their right. young players, plus right. Asar Thompson. They're probably going to win Durin, more whatever I, games. Yeah. yeah. Right. And the, they got work. Like, their players are playing more. There's not as much injury. They yeah. got one year older. Cade yeah. is pretty fine. Like, he's not he's, a terrible player. But he's, like, not Bancaro. No. For example, like Bancaro and him, like seem like they could have like been the same player, and one has clearly taken off, and the other is like fine. Yeah, fine. Yeah, Cade was a year before Bancaro too. Yeah, um, there's so, like a cloud. There's a real cloud hanging over that team. Like when you watch them, there's like not a joy. No it doesn't joy. seem like there's a joy of basketball yeah. being there's, played. There's an anger, and they're losing by like thirty. Like they're right. not having a fun time. No, <laughs> which makes me think of like, what? How does? If a team is truly bad, like, shouldn't we have sometimes teams that just go 0 and 82? Mm-hmm. Like, if a high school team was in the NBA, they wouldn't win a game. No way. The Pistons are the worst team. They're but they're better than a high school joy. team. <laughs> they're better than a high school team. But, like, why why are they winning 10% of their games and not zero? Like, what well, are these odd nights where they play really well? And well, when win? you vacuum out the two original wins that they got, like, they are kind of doing what you're saying. Because they have lost, like... 18 straight 19 20 straight they were two and one and they're like not tank of god (laughs) and they're not tanking like they're not like actively trying to get a good draft pick they just can't get a win (laughs) they can't win and it's not even close Wiseman 20 and 30 yeah they have a lot of those players too that are like didn't work out here but maybe like maybe we could figure it out Wiseman uh what's his name the other big that they got from um uh Bagley you know it's like these guys who are like just can't really figure it out Isaiah Stewart, Kate Cunningham, Asar Thompson, which everyone was loving. I'm like, this doesn't equal like, you know, wins. 25% winning percentage. No, right. zero. 0 for 19. Yeah. Those Thompson boys, though, can play defense. It's very fun to watch them play D. Yeah. Asar specifically was like top five in blocks at a certain point. I might yeah. have leveled off as uh, the depression has set in. These are the Pistons' next eight games. Oh, no. <laughs> a home and home against the Sixers. Oh, God. So, like, right off the – keep in mind, they haven't won since Halloween. And they're 2-21 and 21 right now? Uh, their last win was October 28th. They were 2-1, oh, and, one, and now they lost 19 games in a row. Okay, so they're 2-20. and 20. Yeah. Uh, okay. Oh, no, sorry. They're currently 2-19. Uh, okay. 
Back to back against the Sixers, so they're two and twenty-one. Back to back against the Sixers, then uh, they're going straight to Milwaukee. Oh, come on, Silver. At Philly, at Milwaukee. <laughs> just a four, just ripping off four losses <laughs> fast. Uh, no, no. So, yeah, they're 2-20 and 20 right now. They got two against the Sixers. That's 2-22. Okay. Then at the Bucks, then at the Hawks. <laughs> okay, Hawks. Okay. We are hoping Possible. for a Capella injury. Possible. <laughs> sure. Their next game is against Utah, who's also kind of struggling. But again, a struggling basketball team is one thing, but the Detroit Pistons are a completely separate animal. Well said. Then they play the Nets twice. Mm. Pretty solid okay. squad. Okay. Then they play the Celtics, the Raptors, the Raptors, the Rockets. I mean, I'm listing teams, but they're all better than the Pistons because every team is better than the Pistons. Then they play the Warriors, the Nuggets, and the Kings. Like, are they beating any of these teams anytime soon? And that takes us through January, like January 5th. If I set the over-under at <laughs> them winning two games by January 5th, starting tonight, would, what, would, what would you take? I would take under two and a half. Two I is said, a pretty good line, yeah. Two. Two is like, oh, you look and like, well, they have somehow beat Utah. Like, okay. But then are they going to somehow beat the Nuggets, somehow beat the Warriors, the well, Celtics, no. the Hawks, the Bucks, the Sixers? They have These to, like, like, run into one teams. of those teams that, like, have, like, eight of their players with parentheses that say illness. Yeah. You know, we're, like, yeah, just we're a flu. Yeah, we're not going to play Embiid today because it's the Pistons. And right. Like, the Pistons happen to make, you know, 50% of their threes that night, and they maybe they can win. But Right. Know. And then Paul Reed drops 45 on them or, like, some, like, backup setter. Right. But the Pistons haven't been good for a little bit longer than a few seasons now. Like, I can't remember the last time the Pistons were a competent basketball team. Are they the saddest? Are they the saddest NBA franchise over the past couple of years? Has there been like someone who's had an even worse stretch? Like the Knicks definitely held the crown for a while of just like consistent nineteen win seasons. Yeah, is it Washington's the Pistons? Pretty bad. Yeah, they've been a laughing stock for a while. Yeah. They did have like, <laughs> did they win thirty games last year? No. Uh, well, they had the whole high. like Beal Russell Westbrook season, which was right really solid. Was right, solid for right. Them. I'm surprised um, that the Spurs are as bad as they are record-wise. Because I watched them against the Bulls, and I was like, there's competence here. Like, they have players. Like, Vassell can play. Kendall Johnson can play. Obviously, Wemby can play. But it's just not turning into wins somehow. Yeah, they. that night we watched them beat Phoenix in Phoenix on, like, mm-hmm. uh, back. They beat Phoenix twice in Phoenix back-to-back days. They, like, took down Durant. I'm like, this team is good. Yeah. And I remember, like, Marty, who had their overs, like, over 27 or something. Like, this is, like, a 500 team already. And, like, right. people were like, is, can Wembenyana win MVP? Like, 100 to 1 is a long shot, but right. they keep winning games. They haven't won since. What do you think about the Wembenyana versus <laughs> Chet Rookie of the Year uh, discourse thus far? Uh, it's sort of whatever flavor of Rookie of the Year you want. Do you want, like, mm. the guy that puts up better numbers on a team that hasn't won? Mm-hmm. Or do you like, like, the guy who's also putting up good numbers but not great numbers on a mm-hmm. team that doesn't need him as much but they're winning and he's winning games for them yeah he's I he's think, been he's been very clutch yeah i think from the limited times i've seen these players i think chet's been playing better than wemby but yeah, it's also like too. chet is the fourth option on this team mm-hmm. so like that gives you time to recharge your batteries and shine with yep. wemby it's like we're trotting them out and like just try to catch these lobs and hit these threes and do yep. whatever you want. Get get a twenty twenty game, we'll lose by six. More chaotic. Fine. Right. Yeah. So it's like he's putting up better numbers. And I did bet on him to lead the NBA in blocks per game. Right there. He is close, right like there. Two two point six per game. So he's like defending well and getting good steals. But it doesn't seem like it, it's more empty calories. Like I don't yeah. know if that's a rookie sure. of the year. 
Do you remember when Grant Hill and I believe Jason Kidd split Rookie of the Year? Yeah. Was that, that was, the last, was that the most recent <laughs> was that the most recent split rookie of uh, the year? Yeah, cuz like it it's a it's a long shot because like it's like hundreds of people voting and then it's like they actually ended up with the same amount of points. Like That's how that happened. Just one guy deciding. Yeah. Got it. It. Like, uh, it happened to be a split. You don't think that David Stern happen. cooked the books a little bit? <laughs> no, cuz I think the the record the public uh, vote Oh, it has to go like, public? Yeah. Wow. So that was really that down the middle. Because I was going to say, this feels like another, like, it's good optics for the NBA to have both of these guys win Rookie of the Year. Kind of like suddenly, like, they travel their path together. It's going to be a Wemby versus Chet thing for years to come. Wow. I did not know Before the season, it was like, Wemby, Chet, or Scoot? Who do you think is going to win best (laughs) Rookie of the Year? So, Marty, cover your ears right now. (laughs) Scoot Henderson has not crossed my timeline (laughs) once. (laughs) I haven't seen this... Which is crazy because on the G League Ignite last year, he was like, oh, my God, this guy's like Russell Westbrook 2.0. He's dunking from the free throw line. He's hitting step back threes. It was Scoot versus Wemby as like the marquee matchup. Yeah. And like, I'm not even saying like he has to be dropping 28 a game or be on like lead in SportsCenter. Like NBA Twitter isn't even like posting a cool thing. Just give me a cool thing. One cool thing. Someone and point to them on the ground has not even come close to, I haven't seen anything remotely close to that. And I'm not saying he hasn't done that. I'm just saying that it hasn't like bubbled up to the top where a non blazers fan is like, damn scoot. I think it's a little harder for point guards uh, in the NBA. Mm. Like he's not only 19, but he's also like six foot two. Right. So it's just like, really young really uh athletic but really short and he's not even starting on the blazers and plus he was hurt so it's like a bunch of little things acting against him he's no uh he's not in the same stratosphere as these other guys and yet he was the number two pick you know like the uh, blazers number three. Oh, number three Brandon well said Miller. right yeah right but Who it's like it's heard much about it's interesting just when it all comes, like when it shakes out, where it's just like bouncy point guards used to always get a few highlights. You yeah. Know, just like an introduction, like, oh, he just like put it on that guy's head. That was just yeah. a fun thing. He yeah. just hasn't like made a splash yet. <laughs> he looks, oh, I saw him in a, a live where Marty and I went to a Clippers Blazers game. He looks very like hesitant and passive. Mm. That would be the thing, I guess. Maybe just the mental when you walk out there, like, holy shit, this yeah. is an NBA game. Well, the Blazers are kind of different from like Detroit and uh san antonio like the blazers have some like oddly veteran players on their team it's never made sense to you you've like (laughs) you couldn't wrap your mind around it once they traded dame that they still had jeremy grant like the name jeremy grant was on our text chain way too much (laughs) (laughs) like why do they have good 29 year olds on the blazers Mm. i mean mean, what do they have like seven wins they might uh yeah they're winning games they might they might uh ship these guys out right because they don't need a 29-year-old to win 18 games a year versus just playing Scoot 42 minutes a game and giving him as much reps as possible to get right. as good as fast as possible. Right. But maybe it's nice to have Malcolm Brogdon there being like, I'm smart. I know how to play the point guard position. This is what you should do. And yeah, and like help the young guys a little bit. Because I mean, otherwise, I mean, kudos to the Blazers for not being in that pool of three teams that we just mentioned. Because they were like, on paper, should have been worse than the Pistons this year. Yes. You know? They should have so, been. So they're doing something right to keep their fans somewhat hopeful. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Or will they just trade all these picks and try to become the Pistons next year when, uh, what's his face? That, uh, 16 year old for, Oh, Cooper flag becomes available. Not this draft, but the next. Oh, is that the kid out of Maine? Yeah. Yep. Yep. He seems like Instagram's new favorite. (laughs) He looks great. 
Um, uh, we dumped hard on James Harden on our most recent podcast, which was like when the Clippers, when they were like, they had played their first five games with James Harden and they had lost their first five games with James Harden. Yeah. We've seen, like, it's kind of turned around. You've watched a little bit of Clippers games, I imagine. They had a yeah. really big comeback recently, I believe. Correct me if I'm wrong. Paul George game winner. They beat uh, they beat Denver at home. That's what it was. Right. Yeah. Um, are you a believer? Do you think that we were we had jumped the gun a little bit and maybe it's going to make sense? <laughs> I mean, they're definitely better. I think they're 7-3 and three in their last 10 games. Right. And I, the first five games they just lost, I'm like, oh, my God, did they just ruin their season mm-hmm. so it seems like they're you know the first step towards being good is beating bad teams and they're right. doing that and, and like hard to be good teams and like russ might be the secret hero in all of it in so much as he was like i'll come off the bench this yeah. us all starting is psycho it is yeah. not working i'll just come off the bench <laughs> like not only that but now they're not overlapping his minutes with harden at all right so they're not playing those two guys together right for one second he deserves no hate i know that his jump shot's very often hit the side of the backboard. This Westbrook? is Russell Westbrook. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like, he's really done nothing wrong behind a microphone. <laughs> like, a good to his, guy. He really comes across as a good guy. Uh-huh. <laughs> Lakers fans were so angry at so many things. Yes. And man, did it funnel onto that poor man. <laughs> yeah, it was, he was the scapegoat. Yeah, he really was. I'm glad you said it. He didn't ask to be traded to the Lakers. And he didn't force his way there. Mm-hmm. It was a combination of LeBron, AD, and Palenka that shoved Russell He Westbrook got bullied there. And then got bullied there. There. <laughs> <laughs> yes. He was bullied into it and then bullied out of it. And somehow we still blamed him like, poor guy. Not fair. But, yeah. <laughs> and he's, he's aging like a basketball player should. He's not LeBron right. James, obviously, but like... Yeah, that's what happens when you're 35 and you rely on dunking over people or hitting mid-range jumpers. Like as soon as that goes, you're not you're a shell of your former self, which is right. understandable. Right. Speaking of shell of your former self, it's only been two games, but Jokic has had two very un-Jokic games. Unprecedented. He's uh he's the guy that never plays poorly and he's played poorly two games in a row. And I apologize cuz I'm realizing now that you had lost a big bet on the first uh Nuggets night, but it that's just terrible timing. game. Yeah, yeah, just terrible timing because he something like I don't know. Do the Nuggets to you in what you've watched? Do they still evoke the same like this is the best team in the NBA energy as they may have last year? Uh, yes, in general. Like okay. before these two games, they just lost to the Clippers and then the Rockets at home. Rockets right. won their first road game against Denver. Weird. Uh, we're a buzzsaw. I'm like, there's you can't guard this, this team. They're just they're everywhere, and Jokic is at the center of it. And when he's playing, they're a plus like 11 per game. Mm-hmm. So like he's resting eight minutes per game and you have to win those minutes by 12 or you're not going to win the game. That's smart. Yes, and, that's right. Uh, for whatever reason, he went like nine of 30 and then nine of 25. I don't know if his like wrist is sore or he just happened to miss um, 30 shots in the paint for whatever reason. Right. I guess we'll know more if he just next game comes out for like 40 15 and 18 or he's like struggling a little bit more it's just this is unprecedented we've never seen him struggle but there's the not so secret sauce of that team is jamal murray like i've never really seen them be good without jamal murray and that makes sense because he's their second best player but like there's times where i'm like i think it's kind of a 1a 1b thing like he brings such a different dynamic and complementary dynamic that if he's like even 90 percent and not 100 percent it's just a different team. Like those yeah. two have to be like fully healthy and then it's very hard to beat them. Well, to win a championship, you need like one of the top five best players in the NBA. 
And then mm-hmm. you also probably need the best second best player. In the yeah, game. like f- fifth through fifteenth or something <laughs> like that. Yeah, right. like when LeBron won with the Lakers, he was like one of the best players. But then also AD was one of the best second best players. Mm-hmm. Jokic and Murray, Giannis and Middleton, Giannis and Drew. Like they always had like a really, really, really solid running mate. It's true. There really is almost never the superstar and then just a collection of competent players. Like that second yeah. star is almost a necessity. <laughs> You need a second and probably a third. Like, second star and then third, ideally all-star. And star, we're saying, like, one through five. Like, top five, top seven dominant yeah. player. And See, that doesn't... has been, like, the star, but he's never had the number two. Like, he had Harden, but he wasn't peak James Harden. Is Maxi getting there? Maxi, I think, is a solid... He's on his way, but he's not, I wouldn't say, like, a, a top 12 NBA player yet. Top twenty-five, maybe fringes. Maybe. Yeah, all-star. He's an, he's playing like an all-star. So this is a bummer for me, a Knicks fan, because I would say our best player is probably Brunson, and he's probably top twenty-five. You guys have everything but the star. Mm. Mm-hmm. But that's a great place to be because you can that's always true. get a star. <laughs> that's true. But there's only like four of them. Yes, that's the hard part. That's our <laughs> there's, there's There isn't so many stars. Guys. If everyone could have a star, they'd all have stars. There's yes. only like five, six of them, maybe. Yeah, there's like Tatum and Embiid and Luka and Giannis and LeBron and KD. Steph. Yeah. None of them are going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we always think. Like right. Milwaukee loses in the first round. Right. Maybe they Giannis wants out. Embiid. Uh, Maxi goes down and Embiid's like I'm sick of Philadelphia I don't know these right. stars seem to change a lot Luca in Dallas I mean that could be a tenuous relationship too the Embiid one is kind of interesting that one does feel like something could change in Philly and then he's just like I'm good here I'm done we've, we've tried this I feel like there was like whispers there always is for Knicks fans but that like the word Embiid was floating around the Knicks in the offseason whether and or not that's true too. right and then Giannis signed like a 60 million dollar contract or something yeah. like that Right. Yeah, a max extension for sure. Yeah. But the Knicks do look competent. I will give our team a little bit of love. Like, our first 10 games, much like the Lakers, Tough. brutal, brutal schedule. <laughs> you just, you can't know how good or bad you are. Just but, like, like you— Red Exactly. And then to your point, like, we've been beating the bad teams. And that's— That's the first step. That's the first step. Yeah. <laughs> you got Because if you're losing to the bad teams, that's a bad— You're team. a bad team. Then you're, you're a bad team. <laughs> you're bad. You don't want to be bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lakers are beating bad teams. Knicks are beating bad teams. Um, uh, uh, who was I going to say? Um, Phoenix seems to be beating bad teams. Uh, the Warriors seem to be losing to bad teams. The Warriors Dude, when, can't seem to quite beat bad teams. They're a little saw, more concerning. You saw Barkley talking to Bob Myers? Did oh, yeah, see? when they're like, thank God you got off the Titanic. He congratulated him <laughs> for getting off early. He said, I want to congratulate you. He said, for what? He goes, for getting off the Titanic early. <laughs> and then wow. he's like, he's like, I still have friends in that team. He goes, yeah, well, you're going to be seeing them soon. <laughs> Barkley was on one. When he started you yelling. He came up with that by himself? Yes, I think like, he comes up with all writers. of it. <laughs> yes, definitely. He's a very funny guy, and he has no filter. <laughs> and he's fast. Yeah. Him saying that and then screaming at Stephen A. Smith not to start screaming his first take nonsense over here. That's right, <laughs> yeah. Like, Barkley, what a, what a treasure. Yes, national treasure. But, but the Warriors, uh, they in no way evoke fear in, in my heart. No, yeah, they look off a little bit. They got, the, they got the Steph piece and not much else after that. They kind of remind me of the Kansas City Chiefs. 
They got the like, Mahomes with no receivers? Like, yesterday was the first time I saw Pat Mahomes. Yes, Mahomes, no receivers. But the first time I ever saw Pat Mahomes, like, so mad because he just can't be scoring at the like rate that he once was that he just started taking it out on officials, like, without <laughs> his helmet. And I was like, oh, you mad. You mad. <laughs> and, like, that's got to be what Steph's feeling a little bit right now. Yeah. Like, Clay just clearly isn't the same Clay and may never be. Draymond is obviously just bananas out of his mind. It's like... It just doesn't look as easy, and it doesn't look as fun. Yeah, but that's yeah. what I mean. That's what happens. You can't be good for more than ten years in a row. Like, this is like they won a championship in twenty fifteen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nine years ago now. Uh, yeah, nine years later, the players are thirty four through thirty six, and they're not as good. And the younger teams, when you watch them, they're like, oh my god, they're like salivating at the opportunity. Like the when you see the Thunder take it yeah. to the Warriors, like. These are 24-year-olds that are, like, busting their ass. And it's like, this is now it's their time to shine. I feel like it, like, also taught me a lesson about how to approach our over-under drafts moving forward. My brother-in-law played fantasy baseball with us for, like, 10 years. And he's, like, a financial analyst, and he's really, really bright. And he won the league nine out of the 10 years. Like, and he— Almost impossible to do in fantasy baseball. And then you watch him do it, and you're like, oh, it's totally possible if you have, like, the right approach and the right game plan. And— when he retired, he was like, I can't keep beating you. I actually feel bad. That's like literally what he said. Because he only knew me. It was my friends. So he was just like, you invited me and I'm ruining it for all your friends. Like, this sucks. But he said, just like word to the wise, never for these leagues, never draft um, a player on the wrong side of 30. It's just not going to help you out long term. These regular yeah. season things, like it's not for the 34-year-olds. They'll come up in the playoffs. And when I watch like the Kings, the Thunder... You know, just these young, fast teams that just want to, like, really prove who they are. Indeed. The Pacers. Yeah. Exactly. It's like, oh, those are the teams that you should be snagging early and just say that every game they're going to want to come out and win. Whereas, like, yeah. the Warriors are like, we'll take a six seed. You yeah. know, we don't care. Like, I don't want to try so hard. I'm 34. This is my 13th year. And then it's like, SGA is like, I have something to prove. I yes. want to bust these teams' ass. Yes. I'm young and athletic, and I can play 42 minutes a game. Yes, and I just heard that like Halliburton was like a no star recruit. He like didn't he like you hear about four star recruits. He had yeah. no stars. Like <laughs> nobody was looking at him. Like those are the dudes. Like he got one national game. You said this year. Uh, in his career, he's had one national game. You know, like those dudes, <laughs> they have a lot they want to prove. <laughs> yeah, you want you know? the, the the young players who are getting better and have a lot to prove. Yeah. So lessons just learned. like the Detroit Pistons. Right, and young yet team, lot to prove. No, and proved really nothing. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> Haven't proved anything yet. Uh, like is Blake Griffin? With... Is he on? Is he on the Pistons? <laughs> no, he's not. He was. He was eight years ago. He's not on the Pistons anymore. Sad. He's still technically in the NBA. Uh, I don't know if he's officially retired, but he's not on a team. Okay, got he it. He was on the Celtics last year. Um, I don't know if we haven't touched on any teams that like came to mind, but I did. Before we do uh, buckets, I always go on Twitter and I always just like tell people we're about to do it with some sort of cheeky. I'm hearing rumors that. Yeah. And I feel like I've never like, and then people will respond because today I said like what things have been happening that have surprised you, but I feel like we never get to it. So maybe we could just pull one or two things just so that people know that we are actually reading these things because, and yeah. they have good, good thoughts. Uh, Orlando. Like, exactly. Uh, exactly. Dead, They're the reason. Dead Adams. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Wait, say again? Oh, yeah. Dead House on Twitter says the magic are magical. And they're the reason why Adam is absolutely destroying us in the over-under league right now. His first pick was Orlando over. over. Yeah. And they are over um, 
they're overperforming already this early in the season. They are one of the best teams in the East. And do you find yourself like watching them? When they play the Lakers, but yeah, right. no, not really. But like the Pacers to me are like a, a really fun league pass team. It's like just sit back and watch 140 points get scored, you know? Like the Magic just seem like one of those Eastern Conference teams that are just surgically beating teams like 107-94. You know, you're like, okay, yeah. that's another yeah. win. Put it in the bucket. That's right. Well, it's yeah. it's Paolo who doesn't necessarily have like highlight reels and Franz Wagner. And there's like really, really good players. Right. But because they're good at like getting to the rim and finishing at the rim and hitting mid-range jumpers and mm-hmm. hitting a good, you know, uh, percentage at three and defending well. They're not like... Indiana, like jumping over people, Tyrese Halliburton, four right. point plays, crowd going nuts. Uh, it's just methodical, and they're very, very good. The Lakers have already played them twice, oddly enough. And? I, went to a, I went to a Magic Lakers game, and we were fortunate enough to split with them because now they're 15 and 7. They're number two seed in the East. You know, like the Magic should give hope to teams like the Pistons and the like Warriors, oh, excuse me, the Wizards. Like, where it's like, we have been bad for a while. And yeah. you all witnessed us try and figure this thing out over and over again. But like, one or two good trades and one or two good draft picks. And like, the thing can change quick. Yeah, you need one or two like home run star young players. And that's mm-hmm. what Franz and Palo are. Yeah. Do you and think Cole there's Anthony's any chance... Well Jalen Suggs is playing well. And yeah. Do you think there's any team. chance that the Timberwolves... Uh, this is from Becker. They didn't ask the question. Becker won Taylor. Um, Timberwolves have figured it out. Do you think there's any chance that the Timberwolves can win the NBA championship this year? So the Timberwolves are the number one team in the NBA, and we haven't mentioned them once. Yeah. We've talked a lot about many, many teams. Why the is that? The Timberwolves are 17-4. and four, four. Best record in the NBA. Why? They have, like, <laughs> one of the most dynamic players. They probably have the defensive player of the year. You know, it's just, why Why don't we? Why? I think we they lulled us into a false sense of disliking them last year, and mm-hmm. we just are like, yeah, and it's the same team. They didn't add anybody. It's just like, I don't know why last year was a struggle, and this year they're fucking dominating. Yeah. It's like Me Rudy either. Gobert is playing better, and Cat is playing awesome, and Anthony Edwards took a leap, and they're they're just a really, really good team. And yet, yeah, I don't, I don't fear them as much as the other teams, maybe because – the Lakers haven't played them. They haven't gotten blown out by them. And I'm like, right. I'm not like personally studying them. It. Yeah. Do you think that they are in Vegas, a top four team odds wise to win the championship? No, I would be shocked. Really? I would, yes. I would say Denver and Boston, Milwaukee, the Lakers are probably above them. No uh, way. You think so? Yeah. 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 You the, really think so? They're, the, they're, they're 17 and sure. four. <laughs> yeah. They've lost four times. Yeah. I mean, the Magic are also not up there, too. They just have a, a really hot start, 15-7. and seven. Uh, Is that just a big city thing? It's like a lack of, like, a top superstar talent. Like, Cat mm. is very, very good, and Ant is very, very good. But mm-hmm. they don't have, like, their best player is what? The 13th, 15th, 18th best player in the NBA? Like They have, like, that fun, like, difference. Like, we were saying you need the top five player and then, like, a five through 15. They have, yeah. like, 13 through 19. <laughs> They have yeah, all they of go. them. Yes, and that's They have really, 13, really, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, and 19 that's best really players. That's really helpful. Like, Rudy right. and Kat. And this is why everyone thought they'd be so good last year in the regular season. Right. And that's why when they weren't, they're like, all right, I'm not going to believe in Rudy Gobert and Carol right. Anthony Towns ever again. Like, they right. fooled me too many times. Now they're 17 and 4, and people are just like, no, I don't, I don't see it. I don't buy it. I'm happy for Kat, man. I feel like we maybe even said it on the podcast before, but just not having the pressure to have to be the face of the team or, like, the, like, this just generational 
shooting big man. Like he's, I haven't just, like Scoot. I've seen nothing from Cat, like from a highlight standpoint. Yeah. But he's seventeen and four, and this is what he hasn't had his whole career. He's it's just a, a winning now. team. He's a yeah. winner now. It's like so nice for him, I imagine. Okay, let's end with this. These are finals odds. Let's go. Number one, Boston Celtics. No way. Yeah. Wow. Um, and what is it? What's the line? They are plus 370. So they're uh, $100 wins your $100 back plus an extra 370 bucks. Yep. Uh, pretty solid. Number Denver? two is the Denver Nuggets. Plus 450. Plus 400. Okay. Uh, so Boston and Denver are number one and two. Milwaukee? Uh, no. Yeah, number three is Milwaukee. That's wild because we don't have to go too deep into it, but Milwaukee does not scare me. Yeah. It's, Do it's, they scare you? On paper, yes. And when sure. Dame is hitting threes and it's like they also have Giannis, you're like, yeah. I can see why this would be a very, very big matchup problem in mm-hmm. May and June. Right. Uh, but they they seem kind of thin beyond that. Like That's Middleton the thing. and Lopez uh, are pretty solid, but after that, there's not much there that is like a, a championship depth team like the Nuggets and the uh, Celtics have. Well said. I feel like, and I can't believe I'm saying this, but like the absence of players like Grayson Allen, like those players were so frustrating, but they would just fill in these minutes that made like just waves of bucks coming at you. And this yes. year it's like, Dame's like figuring it out and Giannis is Giannis obviously, but like Middleton's a little cold and that's it. Like, I yeah. just don't know where it's really coming from otherwise. So I don't know. I mean, them getting kind of manhandled by Indy in the in-season tournament. It's like kind of like, uh, I mean, you look at the, what the Lakers did to the Pacers and the Bucks could not do that. They right. don't have like the exactly. length and the defense to like disrupt that. And the Bucks have won a lot of close games, a lot where it's like three, four, five points, like down the stretch, they were down to, you know, it's, because Those they have things. a player that they can give a ball to. Like when it's tight at the end of the game, it's like yeah. you have Dame and you have Giannis. Like those are probably the best two options you can have. Maybe yeah. KD and Booker, but right. yeah. Yeah. And when Halliburton hit that like game ceiling three and then looked at his wrist, did you see that? Yeah, I like that. That's a great. Lot. That's great. <laughs> and like kudos to Dame. In the post game, he was like, I take that as like He's honoring me. That's yeah. respect. I was like, yeah. this is so awesome. If I'm out of silver, I'm so happy with how my men are behaving right now. Uh, okay, number so the Bucks are three. Yeah, number four team is the Phoenix Suns. Yeah, people love star power. They, they love, love star, star power. power. I they believe I read the... that the Beal is playing tomorrow. Yeah, I think I saw that too. So for the first time, we'll see KD, Booker, and Beal on the court together. Do you think that that will be they're instantly better, or do you think that will be it's going to take another seven games to figure out how we do our rotations again? I think they'll be better just because they're so mediocre without like when Booker and or Durant sit yeah like the Lakers played the Suns recently and it's just like Okogie yeah Keita Bates Diop and Grayson Allen and the team without stars and Booker you're just like if if we just focus on Booker the other guys are not beating us right right so now that's like okay they got Beal instead of Okogie now they got Durant and Booker and Beal right I'm also very skeptical of that team in the same way I am with Milwaukee where it's just like doesn't seem like a one through nine championship Right, roster. Defense, let alone offense, yeah. And, like, point Booker is cool when KD is on the court, but if KD gets hurt or he has to sit for a game, Booker slides to shooting guard, and now you really don't have a point guard. Don't have a point guard. Just don't. Booker's not a point guard. He's smart enough to, you know, play the game perfectly and figure out everything he needs to do, but, like, yeah. if, they he, they if he goes like back to his... need, like, a Mike Conley. Yes. They don't have that. Yes. Who does? They don't have that. Who does? Minnesota? <laughs> 
Correct. Minnesota, by the way, not, four. not fourth, not fifth either. That's the Philadelphia 76ers. Philly is fifth. Correct. Is Minnesota sixth? They're not. Is Minnesota top 10? <laughs> what are we doing? The, fifth is the Sixers, <laughs> who with Embiid and Maxi are looking good, and they've gotten better since they got rid of Harden. Go mm. fig. Mm. Uh, sixth is the Lakers. Shout That's it. Lakers. The Lakers are very good. I'm not 18 to obviously one. 18 to one. Okay, that's that's, actually, that's an appropriate line. That's, that's an appropriate, appropriate. line. But they got LeBron, AD, and solid defenders, and they have a very deep bench who's like still slowly coming back. Yeah. You know, like we haven't seen the full you know assortment of Lakers on the court. How about the Cam time. Reddish and like Vanderbilt? Like these two guys that can't really play offense, just like mm-hmm. wreaking havoc on D is very fun for me to watch. That's that's what Cam Reddish has always brought. Just like like wild athleticism. When he's yeah. asked to be like a primary scorer and ball handler, that's when you get the worst of Cam Reddish. No boy, no. Yes, have that. that and, and people are like to this defensive role. I I didn't even realize that I was capable of doing stuff like that. He's a freak athlete. Like he deserves that. Like I saw Knicks were getting clowned because Cam Reddish is playing well right now, and they're like he sat thirty three straight games for the Knicks, <laughs> yeah. and it's like you didn't watch him when we like. <laughs> We asked him to do something very different than what the Lakers did, and he couldn't do that thing, so we couldn't use it. (laughs) A lot of it is just opportunity and fit. Right. Uh, After the Lakers is very funny. The Warriors are grandfathered Yeah, yeah, exactly. This is like (laughs) such bias. This is like, they didn't earn that. Well, it's just Steph, and hopefully they'll figure it out because they got like the DNA of a winner, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's dangerous. That's dangerous. And they're 22 to 1. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Still no Minnesota, who is seventeen and four. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and now Minnesota's eighth at twenty-four to one. I mean, we got to put money on Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are we doing? They did famously give the Nuggets the biggest uh, issues last year. Dude, Remember we put two hundred and fifty dollars on them. We get five k. That's right. I think we have to put $250 <laughs> on the Timberwolves. <laughs> so tim- but then it's like the playoff start, and you're just like, uh, they're going to beat Phoenix, the Lakers, and the Nuggets, and back to, and then the, the Celtics in four straight playoff series. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> They've lost four times. <laughs> they have lost four times. That's it. Yeah. How, who have they lost to? Like, are they beating really good teams? That's a good question. Timberwolves. Because like unlike the, the Lakers, Suns lost to the, the, the wolves, the wolves don't get the other team's best efforts slash schedule. Like that, I can yeah. see them playing Detroit a bunch of times in the beginning of the year. Like nobody needs to see them on. You're NBA just TV. another casual. You're just another one of these casuals out here who are thinking about the old wolves teams. They did beat the Nuggets. They, they did, did beat the Nuggets, and they did beat the Thunder. Okay. Um, and then they've played the Detroit Pistons every other game, <laughs> <laughs> nineteen times. Uh, yeah, they beat the Spurs, the Hornets, some bad teams, but some good teams too. They beat the Knicks by 17. They beat the Sixers. They are beating good teams. All right, so it's currently 25 to 1. Let's just see if we are 24 to 1. Let's just see if we remember this come, let's call it the All Star break. Okay. What would you guess their uh, odds are would be? What would you guess? Like, do you think that it would, like, if they are 36 and 9, whatever, <laughs> something like that at the All Star break, I think do you it would think go that, up? Yeah. Yeah, I think, well, of course. Baked into this odds are the fact that they think it's a hot start that'll like recede a little towards. Uh huh. Got it. And if they're got like it. still like forty and eight or something, then it's like okay, we got to take them seriously. Wow, it is so hard to just like change your reputation in the NBA. 
yeah, it's hard because we're like we're baked into our brain. It's like the idea that the Wolves might be good, but they're never going to win the big game, which is what we thought about Denver last year. Like Denver was like right five to one heading into the playoffs last year to win the championship. Right, right, we just right. Didn't see it or believe it because we just assumed the Nuggets can't win a championship. Right. I know. I feel like Philly has that anchor tied to their ankle too, where it's like you're going to get into the second round and Embiid's going to get a little hurt and then you're just going to have to flame out. It's yeah. like you got to do it to change it, I guess. But the the Wolves don't have a Jokic or an Embiid. They have a Carl Anthony Towns and an Anthony Edwards. Yeah, they're Solid 13 through players. 18. Solid yeah. players. But not Rudy. A player. Rudy. And Rudy. Great. Defensive player of the year. Yeah. But those are the kinds of guys that like destroy bad teams in the regular season. Right. Yeah. Let's hope that Anthony Edwards hip heals fast because he's like come out of like two straight games now. And yeah. it's or he's like, yeah, two straight or something like that. But he jumps a lot. He's too likable. He's just too likable to not be uh, playing every game. He's a good dude. But he does jump a lot. He has the like the Zion hops from Duke. Yeah, also like the John Morant. Like, I'm going to jump into the paint, and then I hope I land well. And it's like sometimes somebody clips you, and you land on your hip, and it looks like you fell off a 10-foot ladder or something. I'm realizing that he's coming back in like six games or four games, something like that. Yeah, are they going to do that? Like, if they're What's the five deal? and twenty, exactly, and they, they are mathematically eliminated. You just bring back John, see what the vibes are like. What is the approach there? If you're <laughs> like, you are definitely trending towards a top four pick. Yeah, you know, like, do, like, do you, you take, do you do that? Like, what the Warriors did that like one gap right. year and try to like get the third best player, and then add him to a resurging team, maybe. Right. Uh, the Grizzlies don't look great. They're one and nine at home. And oh. Ooh, yeah. didn't expect yeah. those last two words. <laughs> <laughs> One and nine at home. Damn. Yeah, sit him. Sit him. Give him a blicky. Put him back on Instagram. Send him <laughs> home for another 60. <laughs> see what happens. I'm very curious to see what he looks like. Is he going to be like awesome and fresh or is he going to be like rusty and kind of confused? Yeah. Yeah, you can't just throw him right back in, right? I mean, I what is that? Is the suspension like no team activities? Do you know what the general rules are on that? I think like, has he, he is on the bench. I think he is practicing, yeah. Oh, so he's traveling with the team and stuff. I think so. Funny. I do not understand suspensions. Yeah. I think some don't allow you to do that, but this one, for whatever reason, like they still wanted him around the team, maybe for his mental health. I don't know. And it's clearly working. Cause... Oh, yeah. I mean, we <laughs> haven't heard a peep. And they're only 5-16. and 16. His it's leadership, 16. even off the court. They're 5-16, and 16 and they've won like three of their last five. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So Yeah. They beat the Mavericks. They beat the Pistons, of course. Everyone's mm-hmm. beating the Pistons. Mm-hmm. No problem. Yeah. Uh, all right. Solid check-in. Solid check-in. We have uh, Christmas Day right around the corner. It's going to be a great day for NBA basketball. Yeah. You know who's not playing on Christmas Day? Probably the Minnesota Who? Timberwolves. Probably not. Next year? Maybe. Uh, yeah, they're not. It's Bucks, Knicks, Warriors, Nuggets, Celtics, Lakers, Sixers, Heat, and Mavericks, Suns. That's better than Thanksgiving football. I think so. I do, too. I work for the NFL, and I think so, too. Like, I don't want to see the Lions and the Seahawks play. Yeah, no. That's going to be good matchups that are like tailor made with the with NFL Thursday. It's like we got to put the fucking I don't know Cowboys, Lions, Packers. <laughs> yeah, you just gotta. Yeah, grandfathered like sometimes, in. Sometimes they're not playing the best teams either. No, you just got to do it. versus Dallas or something. Yeah, damn, I'm gonna be in New York for that game. You gotta go. keep an eye Bucks on the keep an eye on the social handles. Keep an yeah, eye on the social handles. You that might see noon, your boy. Noon local tip. <laughs> that's intense. Not, that's intense. All right. Well, maybe you won't see your boy. <laughs> uh, all right. Sweet. Billy, where can people hear more of you? No Joke Podcast. You know the drill. It's also on HeadGum. Um, yeah. At Billy Scafuri. You can find me. 
All right. Good work. And uh, thank you guys for listening. Thanks for your mm-hmm. tweets, always, mm-hmm. yep. for your encouragement. And we'll That's be back, right. you know, next um, year week of a season or something. <laughs> Sounds good. Bye, everybody. Bye. That was a HeadGum Original.